0: of focusing on winning arguments we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about welcome to the brian nichols show well happy thursday there folks brian nichols here on the brian nichols show so excited to have this conversation because we're going to be talking today to a gentleman who's running for u.s senate out in colorado as a big l Libertarian, yes, but before we get there, I'm gonna go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor, and that is the Expat Money Show. Head over to Brianichelshow.com forward slash expat, where you can go ahead and join our good friend Mikhail Thorup, who will help you protect the money that you worked so hard to earn from those ambulance chasing lawyers, nefarious creditors and greedy, unjust governments like ours with the 87-plus thousand new IRS uh, IRS agents looking so desperately to go ahead and uh, find uh, their nuts. So uh, yes, go over to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash expat because Mikel Thorpe's going to help people just like you invest internationally, secure second passports and residencies, eliminate that tax bill, and take advantage of offshore structures so you can travel the world freely and never have to worry about money again. And oh, by the way, this will be a great precursor to the Expat Money Summit taking place November 7th through November 11th, five days, 30 expert speakers amongst them, the one and only Dr. Ron Paul. So you want to go ahead and get your free, yes, I said free, tickets. Head over to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash expat and grab those today. All right, folks. So on to the episode today. I hinted at it. Yes, we have another U.S. Senate candidate back uh, last week. We had Bruce Fenton. We had that conversation live. He was running up there in New Hampshire. Today, we're going out to uh, even further west than me out here in indiana all the way to colorado joining us today libertarian u.s senate candidate brian piotter welcome to the brian nickel show
1: Thank you for having me. By the way, I love your intro, and uh, Colorful Colorado would love to have you if you ever want to come out and visit us.
0: Absolutely. Hey, I'm looking forward to the uh, the time I'm out there. I've been out in Colorado, let's see, back in 2019 before the world shut down, um, had a great time out in Denver, but I really haven't had the chance to go and explore beyond Denver. So on the list, and Brian, let's make sure we go ahead and uh, make it as, as uh, palatable as possible and as welcoming as possible, and let's start off by going ahead and getting a Big L Libertarian elected to office specifically for U.S. Senate out there in Colorado, shall we? So let's kick things off. Brian, you're running as a Big L Libertarian, and uh, obviously that comes with a lot of uh, uphill battles ahead of you. Uh, so let's kind of rewind a little bit first. Introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience, and then, yes, address the elephant in the room. Why the heck would you want to run for office as a Big L Libertarian?
1: Well, I'm. my name is Brian Piotr. I, I got a degree in aerospace engineering. I've got three kids, And I love this country and I'm all about freedom. And since Colorado was the birthplace of the Libertarian Party, this is the perfect place to see the first success in November as a U.S. Senate candidate. And I want to be here so that no one has to throw away their vote on a Republican so that they can actually vote for someone where it feels good, where it actually matters, where maybe if you were taught something about the Constitution as a kid, uh, you can vote for somebody who actually has read it and knows what it's supposed to be about. And for all of those reasons and more, you should vote for me. So let's go towards
0: specifically you're your running for office with that big L next to your name, right? And that that comes, as I mentioned, with a lot of extra uh, baggage that traditionally your your big uh, D and big R candidates don't have to really deal with ballot uh, ballot issues funding uh, issues, and specifically outreach issues, and that's one thing that we've taken on directly here in the Brian Nichols Show, focusing on the issues that people care about to be able to effectively sell our ideas to people beyond just, you know, our ideas sounding good to us and being great ideas, but actually palatable to your average person. So let's kick things off first, Brian, by talking about that big L next to the libertarian. With that comes the ideas. So what is it about the big L libertarian party that that brought you towards uh, that? As the means for you to run for office, and I guess what are you looking to bring those ideas to
1: the uh the public for? Well, first of all, let me say that the Republican Party does not stand for anything that the Republican voters tend to tend to stand for. Uh the, the organization is very statist, very neocon, very they use the term moderate, but I mean they're just Barack Obama, 2008 Democrats over in the Republican Party there, there's nothing that they don't want to fund and there's no debt they don't want to take out. So as far as the balanced budget, Republican, the conservative uh, fiscal policy, there's there's no option available for you as a Colorado voter, except the Libertarian Party. We have been right on sound money and inflation for 50 years. And now in 2022, seeing eight and a half percent inflation, which is the official number, which may be understating it by five percent or so, maybe, maybe more. It's it's all conjecture, right? My My bills certainly have gone up more than eight percent. So the Libertarian Party has been right on that for 50 years. This is our opportunity to go out to the voters and say, hey, what you were taught in school isn't working. You can't try the same thing over and over again and expect different results. The Republican Party is broken here anyways. The Democrat Party is owning this state. Don't just do a protest vote for a Republican that you don't agree with anyways. Come over to the Libertarian Party where we actually believe in the things that you do. It's it's not the same party that it used to be. We're a new party. We're willing to to say what we believe in. We're not going to flip flop and be wish washy on on any specific issue. We're not like normal politicians where you don't know where we stand on something that we give you a non answer that takes 20 minutes <laughs> when it was a simple yes or no question. You know, we're we're different. We're more like you. We're not millionaires going into this election just like you voting for me. You're not a millionaire. We're the party of the people.
0: It's, it's obvious that your average person is looking to speak to your average person. They're tired of the expert uh, class, the ruling class, and being told, well, this is the way that things are, you plebe. You, you don't understand how difficult it is for us elites to keep society functioning. And uh, that... I think that notion, it's well run its course and and well outworn its welcome too, because I've heard it. I just uh, joined our friends there at Young Americans for Liberty down in Orlando this past week, the thousand plus young Liberty uh, activists. They're all in their 20-somethings to see that and see, yeah, they're, I think we are in good hands with Gen Z, specifically with these these activists to know what the, the mission is ahead of them. It's not... It's not to your point this mealy mouth political debate back and forth now we we have a, a, a really big uphill battle ahead of us and it is taking on the largest government to ever be a part of this planet ever and that's something that we need to to really grapple with and what we're facing and it is going to be a lot and I always used to tell this to my sales team hey when you're looking at your quota at the end of the month sometimes it's a little scary you have to you know maybe it was the number of appointments or the the actual number the dollar amounts that you're bringing in but if you look at that number, that is going to be scary. But if you go back and you break it apart into mini micro parts, just like the expression, how to eat the elephant, one bite at a time. So let's talk about those different areas, that those individual bites that we're going to be taking as we're tackling this leviathan of a federal government, Brian. And uh, let's talk about the issues that you're leading with. What are some of the issues you're talking to the voters in Colorado? They're saying, Brian, please bring us a different perspective, specifically representing Colorado, uh, Coloradoans. What, what's the term? I don't even know what that would be called. Colorado-ites? I'm not going to try to attempt. i give you <laughs> a right answer to that. But what are they I saying? Say- what's the argument? What are they
1: saying to help, help us out when we go to D.C.? I will say that the Republican and the Democrat are both in fl- favor of red flag laws. And as somebody who is pro-Second Amendment, I think you have the right to own anything that the military has a right to own. And that includes machine guns, any any missile launcher, anything like that, you should have the ability to acquire or build on your own any weapon of war so that you may hold your government into account. That was the intention of the Second Amendment. It was not meant so that you could go hunting. And for the same thing, there's no excuse for someone to take your firearms away. Red flag laws are almost immediately abused in every state that they are brought into. It's, it's like the ex-wife law or the angry neighbor, neighbor law. You just make an accusation and someone comes and takes your guns away and you have to go to court to try to get them back. You don't have to be proven guilty first before a fine or a penalty is applied. The penalty is applied and then you have to prove yourself innocent. That is the opposite of the American way. Uh, other issues is I'm the only pro-life Christian option on the ballot in a very Christian state. Maybe not majority anymore, but definitely plurality. And that is one of the most important issues to me personally, is that I believe in respecting life in the womb all the way to the end of life. Even if you are a potato and you haven't moved in a coma for 20 years, your life still matters to me. I still think that you were made in the image of God and that you should not be killed. Now, euthanasia, assisted suicide, abortion, those cultural issues I am standing up against and I'm the only person on the ballot willing to say that life matters. Now, in the federal sphere of things, I don't see that as in the jurisdiction of the federal government to to make laws against crimes of of homicide, whether that is abortion or in broad daylight on in the public square. I believe that is the jurisdiction of the states. but. At the same time, there's plenty of federal funding going into abortions, embryonic research and, you know, Planned Parenthood and other companies that are quasi companies that perform abortions where the funding can be brought down to zero. I don't know if you want a third, if you want a third issue, go for it. But, uh, I also believe that the war on drugs, uh, had perhaps good intentions and had nothing but terrible results. Yep. That I'm the only candidate available for anyone who believes that the war on drugs was a f- complete and total failure.
0: And and I know one thing that you mentioned before we got started was that your, your Republican candidate that's running uh, alongside the Democratic candidate uh, is basically a Democrat light. And, and that is something your average Republican, I think. I mean, I've I've had a lot of your more activist Republicans on the program and they're Tired of that. I mean, the 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 mealy mouth Mitch McConnell's of the world. Uh, the, even even some of the, the folks who who ran under this like pro liberty approach, like the Marco Rubios, like like no no more of that. Like you need to firmly be a, a liberty warrior if you're going to
1: run as that. And I think you know no. especially when. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, let, let let me explain something about the state of Colorado. Please do. We have a caucus system for for major parties and minor parties. At the caucus, you can be put onto a ballot. And if there is a someone who wants to contest you with signatures, or if there are multiple people that make it through caucus with 30%, there's a follow-up primary. This year, the Democrats had unopposed races in the caucus, and Republicans had basically one person come out in almost every race out of the caucus, and then another person who petitioned on with signatures in colorado every unaffiliated or independent voter is mailed a both a republican and a democrat primary ballot and they can choose to vote on one or the other well if the democrat ballot had no choices to make because it was one person in every race and the republican ballot had two choices in every race the independents largely went to the republican ballots and voted in the republican ballots whether or not they were republican To a large extent, I I believe they were very liberal. Now, the results of the primary were that all the candidates that completely ignored the Republican caucus and put themselves on the ballots with signatures were largely the ones elected. And I believe that the Republicans chose the people who won in the caucus. Their grassroots support went to the Republicans. And these moderates that petitioned onto the ballots were chosen in the primary by the independents. And so the Republicans in Colorado do not have any control over their own party. The candidates they put up for office in November are chosen by independents slash liberals or, you know, for any reason, not Republicans. And so the libertarians are the only party in this state, the only party of note that can put up candidates With real principles and chosen by the actual grassroots supporters of the party. And for that reason, if you're a Republican, you have no reason to be loyal to your party in the state of Colorado, and you have every reason to revolt and come over and vote Libertarian this November.
0: That's a great sales pitch, frankly, Um, and it goes to uh, libertarian solutions and liberty-based solutions on, frankly, some of the most important issues. And uh, let's do this. Before we go ahead and talk about some of those solutions, let's go ahead and hear from one of our sponsors who's bringing a solution to the table. If you're thirsty out there, well, maybe you should check out The Blood of Tyrant's Wine. Take a listen. CBNS at checkout, $5 off. Uh, and yeah, I promise it will it will be well worth it. And I don't drink anymore, Brian, but I promise I've heard from many folks who have, who have in fact uh, ordered some Blood of Tyrants wine. It's nothing but good things. But let's go back to Libertarian Solutions here. Uh, and this is something that, Top of mind right now, inflation, cost of living, it's hitting people left and right and they feel it every single day. So let's first start things out. They say, Brian, w- what are we going to do? Like, w- what's the libertarian solution to helping address the immediate problem, cost of living, inflation?
1: So if if you were bleeding out of an open wound, say so your aorta was just spurting all over the room and you also had a cut on your finger. Having everybody focus on the cut on your finger would be the wrong place to put your attention. And for the same reason, inflation is not mainly found in what the government is spending money on or what people are or how what's the velocity of money? What are people's what's the savings rate? Those are ancillary to the main problem, which is the Federal Reserve. A private organization created to multiply the money supply and so quote unquote, manage it. They set an interest, interest rate. They set the interbank finance interest rate. We need to go after them. That's the problem. That's the aorta that's cut. That's the problem with our economy. First and for, foremost, it can begin with an audit to see what's actually going on inside of it. It is a private organization, after all. Your dollar does not say dollar on it. It says Federal Reserve note. And so step one, let's audit the Federal Reserve. Step two, let's get rid of it. Let's bring back sound money. Let's, let's open up the economy to decide what the interest rate actually should be based on people's actual time preferences, not what some government appointee comes out and says it should be, which is a guess. And if the guess is wrong, it hurts people's lives. It ends up making some countries go into starvation. If, if they're wrong, you know, this is a, there are large implications to what they've done. And we should not let a group of appointed people for however they get appointed, be the ones that set the, the interest rate, which is one of the most important market rates there is. And that's something that should be set by all of us together as a market.
0: So one of the other issues I wanted to focus on is the uh, war in Ukraine. I was actually getting ready to uh, Google this because I wasn't sure the actual number. And I, I think we're at, is it $54 billion that we've sent to Ukraine thus far? Or is it more? I've heard 80
1: Eighty? But who it, knows? Who knows? It could be a
0: trillion. And who knows? It, I know. We the, the, remember before nine eleven, the CIA 21? had a black budget of a trillion dollars, and we didn't know where the, all the money went. And Donald Rumsfeld mentioned that before Congress on November, or on September tenth. And then nine eleven happens, and then we just forget to have that conversation again. Funny how that happens.
1: There are better ways, if we're c- comparing ways to waste money, than to throw money into Ukraine. You know. Having people suffer in Russia does not make me feel better about myself. So the fact that some war hawks really want to make Russia pay for some reason because they did something bad, okay, that is not the right way to spend money. That's not the right way to take out a loan, right? If that debt's coming out on my back and I have to pay through through inflation or through higher taxes, I would rather choose a million other things. I would rather have the homeless have mansions i'd rather have brand new highways that i can go 120 miles an hour on i'd rather uh, buy private airplanes to to f- to fly people around on for f- like free ubers you know like there's a lot of better ways to blow money than to to send guns and arms and munitions to ukraine of what percentage of which gets there i don't know i i bet it's less than 50% but i it's all conjecture it's just a matter of how does the government work and who's skimming off five different levels before it gets to ukraine definitely some percentage is just getting skimmed off and and there's an there's an old saying that you can't carry money with a bucket that doesn't leak right <laughs> you you always leak money when you're when you're moving it around there's always somebody to skim or take a small profit or you know, end up with rich right so th- even if the fraud is small, there's still fraud and if the value is large, you know somebody's making a billion dollars that they shouldn't be making a billion dollars. And there's a million other things we could have done with that money or we could have just perhaps not spent that much at all since we're running a deficit and all of this is getting printed or borrowed anyways.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that the, the printing of $7 trillion in a couple of years, that probably doesn't help matters too much either. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot that we can dissect, and, and unfortunately, that is the the real, I guess it's the answer, but also it's, it's the problem, is that your average person is looking for very simple solutions to sometimes very complex problems. And the way we got here is is it took time, and it's going to take time to get this unwound as well. So in the meantime, we have to be able to effectively communicate our ideas in as simple language as possible. To get your average person, and yes, I keep referring back to the average person because that's who we need to be speaking to. Uh, but we need to speak to the average person, like, uh, like not like they're idiots. Don't do that. Don't be condescending. But truly, in in a way that your average person should be able to understand, simple language. You don't need to go in talking about you know like economic gobbledygook that's going to be ten levels beyond where they're at. at. Meet them where they're at, on the issues they care about. That's what works. And, and uh, yeah, go ahead, Brian. I I, I can do that.
1: Say you make $30,000 a year and you've got $50,000 in credit card bills. Maybe when it was one or two thousand, you had intentions on how you were going to pay it back. Then it got to five or 10 and you thought, oh, this is going to be a big problem later. You get to the point of no return where you admit the day they cut me off, I will declare bankruptcy and we're just going to see how far I get this to go. You know, we have passed the point of no return as a federal government of ever in and even intending or pretending to pay it back. We've taken out so much debt on so little income that we're just gonna keep doing this until somebody makes a stop, right? Until we have to declare bankruptcy. There's no point where we are going to pay this back. It's the value is just too high. There's too much fake debt out there that the only way to pay back is by printing, right? Either that or default. But Brian, Brian. we have the, the magic be
0: better. We have the magic money tree. Didn't you see that? The magic money tree prints all the money and it makes everything okay. And hey, you can grab this over at Brianichelsho.com forward slash shop. But no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But but that is literally the approach to half the arguments you hear from this is that this money can literally just be printed on a whim with no consequences whatsoever, as if it's in fact from a magic money tree.
1: Mind-boggling. So One way is less painful than the other, but they're both painful. Default and resetting the money supply, not on credit, but based on hard assets, perhaps selling federal land or something, that is the better way than printing it and having us all become very poor. There will be zero middle class left in the world, at least in America, but maybe also the world, if we intend to print our way out of this debt.
0: All right, Brian, we're already hard pressed for time, which means unfortunately this conversation is coming to an end. But before it does, I would be would uh, be not in a good spot as a host if I did not give you a chance to make sure. Not only do we give uh, folks an opportunity to go ahead and support your campaign by uh, giving you some uh, some hard-earned dollars, but also, please, where can they go ahead and follow you to continue the conversation?
1: If you search my name, Brian Piotr, into Google, it should come up with all the top search results for my social media and my website. But I own Piotr.com because it's a unique last name. And if you become a supporter there, you'll be able to keep in touch with me. And if you can make any small donations, I intend to make as funny commercials as I can. And I would appreciate it if you could support me. Thank you all for listening and pleasure being on your show, Brian.
0: Absolutely. Well, Brian, no worries. I'll make it super easy for folks. Folks, if you want to go ahead and learn more about Brian's campaign, all you got to do, if you're our, our, our audio listener, click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right over to BrianNicholsShow.com, where, yes, you can find today's episode, including the entire transcript from today's episode, plus uh, all the social media links and all the donation links there for Brian. And plus, you can go ahead and find the YouTube link that will bring you right to today's episode. When, of course, you hit over there, please hit the subscribe button and that little notification bell. Um, but also, yes, I'll make sure, folks, uh, I, uh, I show you that you have 555 other episodes there at Brian Nichols show.com you can go ahead and take part in so make sure you if you have not yet on the uh, podcast version folks hit that little uh like settings button on your your podcast and download all unplayed episodes that way you're not missing yeah all 555 plus episodes and also folks by the way speaking of those episodes did you check out yesterday's conversation the professor chris goizetta returned to the program and we were talking about the importance of retaining your independence as a creator i'll make sure i include that link right here below so if you want to go ahead and check. That out. It's easy to find, and I'll make sure I see you over there. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for U.S. Senate candidate Brian Piotter. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com
0: today.